Yo, entrepreneurs! thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learnings with you. I'm Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy Media. I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Solanke. On this episode, we chat to B Corp's Kate Sandale live from the ministry. Kate explains how B Corp are helping brands balance purpose with profit. And we hear about some of the brands and businesses that are driving positive impact. Well, we're excited for our, for our next guest. It's something that's actually a bit close to Phil and I with our new business, Rebox. Um, we have Kate, who's the Director of Programs and Engagement at B Corp. That's right. Um, there's probably a few people that might not know what B Corp is, so maybe if you could just give us a bit of background on that. Um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a broad thing. So I actually work for B Lab, which is the charity that's rolling out the, the B Corporation movement. But we are a certification of good, responsible business. Um, we're a community of like-minded businesses. But we've also got this bigger, bolder aim of being a movement. And we're trying to kind of reinvent capitalism. So uh, just a, a just a really it's a big that. mission. Is that the mission statement? Isn't it? Is that the mission statement? Um, there is a there is yeah. We we talk about creating an economy that works for all with a durable and prosperity. But yeah, it's a it, it's a, it's a big bold aim and and kind of the the community and the certification are helping us achieve that aim as well as kind of other other things that we're trying to do as well. And how many people are in this community now? Because it's been growing year on year. And I know you were a community manager originally. Yeah. You? How many people are in this? Yeah. So we've got two hundred and fifty um, certified B Corps in the UK. We've got uh, three, just over 3,000 certified wow. globally, um, but we've got 70,000 businesses using our tool globally, yeah. so it's a free tool for anyone to use to measure their environmental and social performance. Yeah. Um, and some yeah. of the companies here, so you've you got Proper Corn, so you look yeah. down there, a B Corp, you've got, uh, we've got Tony's Chocoloni here, we can chat about in a minute, my favourite chocolate brand, but yeah. there's some big companies, it's not yeah. just smaller companies, it's a kind no. of a big global movement. Yeah, so Allbirds, you mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, The Body Shop, the Guardian, actually, have recently certified as well. Um, Patagonia, you know, yeah. all, all the great ones. I'm yeah, totally yeah. biased. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and it's like I said, this movement, as you call it, like, have you? How's the shift been from when you started working? So how long? When, how long have you been at B, B Lab? So I joined at launch. So it launched in September 2015. And was that um, a conscious thing? Did you know about it when you went to go there? Because I, you know, I didn't hear about it until a couple of years ago. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was actually working in economic development in Israel and Palestine. So totally random, but a belief that the private sector has the ability to create a huge amount of change. Um, and I was looking for something else. And weirdly, when I graduated in like corporate social responsibility, well, it really wasn't a thing. I kind of thought, imagine if I could work for Shell. <laughs> and <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is how hysterical it is. But I imagine work for Shell and they would fund me to do loads of projects um, that would make them look good. And then I found out that actually was a thing. It's called yeah. CSR. It's a lot of greenwashing. Um, and so I kind of, kind of kept coming back to that idea, um, did a bit of research, found out the B Corp movement was, was launching in the UK and kind of went for a coffee. Um, and that was it. Yeah, I kind of got involved in a three-day-a-week, six-month contract and uh, had took a bit of a gamble. Yeah, I think, okay. it, I think it's nice, the position of B Corp, right? She had a, traditionally a lot of companies, big companies like Coke, who have to be seen to be doing good, so they create these internal programs to give something back and doing something, which is great, but 
quite often an afterthought. And what I like about the B Corp thing is it's, this is about people that are going into it with the intention of doing good and figuring out how they can implement that across their business. And from, from the research we've done, obviously there's a few different bits of criteria, which I think is maybe worth touching on yeah. in yeah, terms yeah, of what yeah. makes a B Corp. Yeah. It's a benefit corporation, is that what the B stands for? So, no. yeah, is um, it? it is. So, so when I talk about as being a, a movement, and maybe I'll take yeah. a little bit of step out, is um, so the one way that we kind of want to change capitalism and we want to create this economy that works for all is by, first of all, getting businesses to measure their environmental and social performance, and that's through our certification, um, but also people just using the free tool. But the second is the legal change, and that legal change in the UK is when people have to amend their governing documents, so their articles of association, and to say that they want to um, consider their impact on people and planet when they're making decisions. So that's kind of changing the DNA of your business. Um, in the US, um, it works a little bit differently. They're really famous for um, you know, shareholder return, shareholder primacy, that your purpose of your business is to create returns for your shareholders. Um, it's very similar in the UK, but we just are able to make a, a smaller change. But they had to change legislation in the US. So they've changed that across 35 states and in 40 jurisdictions across the world, and including Delaware, which is kind of the home of the corporation. Um, and so benefit corporation is actually the legal change that you have to make in the US. So you become a benefit corporation okay. and a B Corp. Um, yeah, so that's that's, that's the difference. And, and do, you, do, do some companies find it hard with their shareholders? I mean, is it like something that happens that, you know, if your company for years has just had a bottom line of profit and then you're adding this planetary impact and pla people impact, is it, is it hard? Is, it, is that the process, does that make it difficult for some companies? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a conversation that's actually evolved over the last four years, right? So the conversation a lot was, was why um, when we started and, and kind of shareholder resilience to some extent. But we're, we kind of, there's an expression called the triple bottom line, right? People, planet, profit. We're not about not making profit. Profit is really important. It's a central part of what you should be doing. But we think that if you look after your people and your planet, like they're all integral to doing and they don't, one doesn't have to suffer as a result of the other. No. Um, so yeah, of course there are, there are kind of old school people who believe that actually profit first and that's it. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing generally and kind of if we think of the context of the world, which is, um, if you take social, so you have millennials or Gen Z who want to work for values line companies. You've got a huge amount of people leaving those large corporates to work for kind of startups or to, to actually get paid less to work for something that aligns with their values. You've got the largest transfer of wealth that's happening with millennials. So people want to invest in companies that they believe in and that completely align to what they're doing. But then you've also got the kind of the, the realization we know about social inequality, but it's coming incredibly loudly towards us. So you've got kind of the Middle East and Lebanon, you've got Hong Kong, you've got Chile. There are protests all about social inequality happening all over the world. Um, and then you've got the environmental situation. So you've got um, the climate emergency that we're in. And we had the kind of the two elements meet quite loudly in Chile. So there was a, a climate, a UN climate conference that was meant to happen um, in December, COP25. And the reason why it moved from Chile was because of the social unrest. And so you've got these two, two elements where social unrest and the environmental crisis that we're facing, environmental and ecological crisis that we're facing, meeting together. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Together. So that conversation of why do we need to behave like that that is is changing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people if they're if they're forward thinking and, and understand that their purpose of their business and that the fact that it needs to be around for the long term, then they'll yeah. s- that conversation changes. But, Completely. but you have to be forward thinking yeah. to some I th- extent. I think that's the biggest shift that we saw, you know, even at the agency when we left the last two years was there was a big change in the attitudes and beliefs of consumers. And I think it was a real pivotal year this year in 2019 for the Enderman Trust report that came out that said 64% of consumers are now belief driven. They'll make choices around the brands, around what they, the beliefs of the brand and the kind of the marketing they're doing and the purpose driven. I think Unilever have done a big commitment to say, you know, 79% of their businesses and their business growth is driven from their sustainable brands. So I think brands are now cottoning on that this is good. And I think you've got a section of brands who are doing it for the real reason. And then there was a big talk this year at Cannes Lines about greenwashing and, and, and brands being woke. And what do you think? Is there, is, like, is there brands who are doing it just for doing it and there's brands that are doing it because they care about it? Are you seeing that battle? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a really interesting kind of conversation around intentionality of, of, of yeah. why, why businesses are doing a lot of this stuff. And um, of course, right, there are people who are, who are doing this. But it's, if we talk just about... We can talk about kind of initiatives and things like that just around B Corp. And and for B Corp, we say there's three different reasons why people certify. So we've got the, they want kind of this certification, they want the external validation. There are some people who want like a network of like-minded businesses that they can partner with, sell to, learn from. And then you've got people who believe that capitalism is broken. Um, all three are really welcome. And actually I see it as my, my, um, my purpose is really to get people from seeing it as just a nice kite mark, some kind of potential, like really good advertising stamp to the understanding that capitalism is broken. Um, and, I, you know, we need to take people on that journey. And if you if you certify as a B Corp, it's it's actually really hard. Like it, it takes a lot of time. The you full have to assessment. Get the full assessment. You've got to get 80. Um, and it's it's out of 200. We don't explicitly say that at the moment, but it's out of 200. And that seems like a really low pass mark, right? So a point system, basically. It's a point system. Around each area of your business, because I've kind of looked at it. So just yeah, maybe yeah, describe that process yeah, yeah, for people yeah. maybe looking at doing it, how yeah. it works. So, so it starts off with our online assessment. And you go through it and you have to answer questions about five different areas, which is governance, workers, environment, customers, and community. Um, and we're asking really granular details and we aren't verification of all the stuff that you're doing. So um, we'll ask you about kind of the pay differential between your highest paid and your lowest paid, living wage, training opportunities for managerial, non-managerial. We'll ask you about your governance structures, your board, if they're independent or not. We'll ask you about your environment. So depending on your business, it will be around your supply chain um, or your significant suppliers and whether that's your workspace. Um, and kind of the, the energy that you're using, the recycling things that you have going on, 
Um, we'll talk about inclusion, we'll talk about diversity, we talk about kind of the purpose of your business. So is it intentionally created to create an impact or is it just that kind of you're operationally a really good business? And one really important thing to to talk about is that this isn't just for, for consumer-facing brands. In fact, kind of 25% of our certified B Corps are consumer-facing. The reason why you hear about them is because they're the best-known businesses, so they're the easy reference points. But we have a lot of B2B businesses that are also trying to do this, so it is yeah. for everyone. Agencies as well? Agencies, agencies. loads of agencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot more sign-up recently on your website. So. Yeah, there's a huge amount, and, and it, it's one assessment, and it's for everyone. And we're, so we're global, we're in 65 different countries, we have certified B Corps, so whether you're the telecoms agency in Afghanistan that we have, um, or you're, you know, a hotel in East London, you go through the same assessment. It's just gated and weighted. So depending on your industry and your size, you get asked slightly different questions. But if you meet a B Corp in the UK or anywhere else in the world, you know they've gone through the same assessment process and it's as rigorous as, as it was anywhere else. If you talk about this road to um, being kind of conscious from a capitalist point of view and, and changing that, what does it look like to someone and a business to get to the end of that road? Like, how are they thinking? What's their kind of mindset shift? And how is it being implemented in their business? Um, yeah, God, that's a really broad <laughs> broad question about changing, changing capitalism, and I suppose the route to certification. But the, first of all, you're right, the mindset shift is, is absolutely fundamental. And it has to come, it, it, you need to get buy-in from the top. Like, you have, to get, you have to get that leadership. But it also has to come from the bottom as well. Like, you have to get your employees brought in on this journey in a way of, you know, operating differently. And I talk to a lot of businesses once they certify and kind of we, we have kind of town halls or we, we talk to everyone in the room and I say, how does B Corp affect you in your, in your role? Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, I work in ops or I you know, work in marketing. I'm now going to start using it. And actually it affects every single person in the business. And that's a really fundamental point. Like whether you turn your computer off at night, because we're going to ask you about your energy use. We're going to ask you about the amount of recycling that you do. So like whoever you are in that business, it matters. And that employee engagement is so key. And so you have to get that buy-in. Um, and then there's this journey of improvement, right? So this idea that you have to keep doing what you're doing and you have to get better and better. So that 80 is is really the beginning. So that's like the lowest you should be operating at to some extent. And you need to keep improve every three years. You have to recertify. Every three years we change our assessment to kind of keep up with the times. Um, so we want businesses to get better. We want them to, to go up kind of the the rankings, there's, there's actually no requirement for them to do that, but there's that. But then there's that, that bigger piece, that kind of changing capitalism piece and that, that broader engagement. And we do lots of different things around that. And the biggest thing that we've done recently is at COP25, so the, the UN climate conference that we mentioned, um, we, we got on stage and we announced that over 500, 533 businesses had announced to become net zero by 2030. Oh, amazing. So, Good um, luck for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's an it's a bit of work that you've had yeah, to put that together. You know, I've huge. seen all the events and you guys yeah. rallying that yeah. to be able to announce that, which is a pivotal moment for, it is. for, for business in general. Yeah. I think that's an amazing achievement. Yeah, the biggest commitment that's ever been made to kind of get to that point. And, and a statement is really great, but it's the meaningful action that comes behind yeah. it. So it's now on us to, uh, to kind of help those businesses get there. And any business who tells you um, they know exactly how they're going to get to net zero is lying. No one knows. Like yeah. the tech isn't there. It's a really long journey, and it's going to change. And it's really important to be open and honest about that because yeah. that's the biggest thing about kind of being a B Corp is this idea of transparency, but also this like admission that you're not perfect and like you've got so far to go and you've got to keep working on it. And, and is there barriers to where you have to be to join? Like I know we talk about 
um, B born, is it? When you when you start pending, yeah, pending, pending B. So you can basically be a pending B. You don't have to do the full certification if you're a startup or a business wanting to go to. It's something that we're doing next year. Is you start the process early and then kind of go through it because there might be some people in here. So it isn't just big businesses that we're hearing about. It's actually businesses who are being born from a B Corp and with that in their DNA from the beginning. And it's interesting because from us registering our business point of view from a legal perspective, we had to start looking at the articles of association and the, the terms and agreements that our shareholders were going to have to sign. And it's almost like we have to give them an advanced warning that these things are happening because there is a certain level of transparency that has to come into play when you're talking about your profits and, and how you're operating. So it may turn some investors off. Uh, I think we're, we're okay at the moment. <laughs> and I think kind of t two points. So, so one is potentially it would help you attract the right kind of investors yeah. because they're going to support you on the journey that you want to go towards. But on that, that profit thing, we don't, we don't make you um, say your profits or any kind of financial information. You do have to provide some of that to us. But it is done on a absolutely like we do not, we do not pass on that information. Um, but yeah, it could, it could put some investors off. You're absolutely right. Um, in terms of this year, like, have there been any sort of like stories or like uh, brands that that kind of work with you that have really excited you? Um, I think yeah, the, there's there's so many, and I think yeah, we could we just kind of that. talk about Tony's Chocolate Lonely, which is a really exciting brand. So it's a Dutch uh, Dutch chocolate that is actually the most popular chocolate in in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, Over four years, they went from zero to the number one chocolate. Took yeah. out Cadbury, everyone. They are incredible story. They're amazing, and the guy. Do you know the kind of the story behind it? He's a journalist. So he's a journalist, and he was Tony um, van der Leeuwen. Yeah. Wow. Nearly. You know more than me. I don't know. I mean, I definitely went. I, I literally eat your chocolate for fun yeah. and I talk about you on stage. But what's incredible about that chocolate? I'm going to open up. Is that a really, is that a really, is that a really low marketing budget? So what they did is they put their, their story about the yeah. journalist. The journalist basically found out that there was a lot of chocolate trade that was going on, which was basically slavery. Yeah. He found out that all the big conglomerates, and I'm not going to name any names, were basically the value chain from what you get from the top to the bottom of the guys picking the chocolate beans was completely uh, discriminating and basically unfair. And he did a, a documentary to showcase this. And because he couldn't fix it, he said, the only way I can fix this and get the story out is not just my documentary, I will start my, my own slave-free chocolate. And he went on and started this chocolate brand. So he's basically like Willy Wonka, but with like a social good. And he really is like a force for good. And the chocolate's incredible. So we're, we're just gonna share some chocolate out. <laughs> good catch. Good catch. Um, and it's incredible chocolate, but also B Corp is now coming to the UK. Yeah. So, you know, if you know, and I, we'll yeah. talk a bit more about that, but they, they're a great brand. They're I love them. They're a really obviously. great brand. And one um, important thing that I think is brilliant is that um, Tony actually tried to get arrested. So he went to, he actually went to the police station and he said, I've been involved in the slave trade. Like, I'm telling you, I am actively involved in the slave trade. I've been eating chocolate and I've, I, you need to arrest me because I'm involved in the slave trade and it's illegal. And needless to say, he, he wasn't arrested. Um, and, and this whole idea of uh, starting a business with a social mission is really important. So there's also Fairphone. Yeah. Um, so Fairphone are in it. They, they, they started as a campaign. The realisation that everyone walks around with a huge amount of, and should be walking around to some extent, with a huge amount of guilt in their hands. Like everyone has a mobile phone. It is mined with so many different minerals that are from places that definitely have really questionable practices. And that supply chain is not transparent. So Fairphone tried to, first of all, you can take apart the phone, so you can replace all the different elements of it. Um, and, and the second thing is you understand the supply chain because it's, it's way more transparent than, than anything else. It's not a perfect phone. 
they're no. working on it. Um, but a great, again, started from a place of purpose, which is almost yeah. easier. What when it you does start is it business. puts pressure on everybody else around them, right? Yeah. Same with uh, Tony's Chocolate Only. It's like yeah. other companies have to go, we need to start thinking about this and doing that. So yeah. from a mission perspective, if they, they can make as more impact, getting other people to join the fight yeah. than they can just on their own. And I yeah. think that makes, you know, it's the same for Fairphone, the pressure on Apple this year to be more responsible with yeah. how they recycle and design yeah. and manufacture their, their products. Yeah. And, and they've come out for the first time ever on stage and said, yeah. here's our recycling process. We're committing to being more sustainable with our materials. So. Yeah. It's great that companies can step forward and do this and lead the charge. We, yeah. had, we had this debate about Gillette, didn't we? On the, on, on, oh, on, on wow. the podcast. Oh, yeah. We had this debate, which is basically they changed their, their line from the best a man can get to the best a man can be. Was, is, that, is that right? Well, they had the big the advertising the campaign, advertising, right? Which went a bit like, but they've said that it really benefited them. They've got lots of social responsibility. I know they've been work, doing some work with Jazz's boyfriend, Joshua Coombs, on, 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 for him. They've been doing stuff. They've pledged a million pound. But what do you think about brands that are doing that? What do you think? They're not, they're not a B Corp, are they, Gillette? Are yeah. they? No, no, no. That'd be a long way off being a B Corp. So I think... Just interesting. Um, yeah, so, so there's lots of things to pick up here. So first of all is this shift towards um, the need for massive brands to be looking like they're responsible, right? Because as you were mentioning earlier, like there's a serious shift in consumer demand and expectation of all of this stuff. Um, so, so nearly every brand is, is having to get on this kind kind of bandwagon. And it goes back to kind of the intentionality and what they really mean by it. They may have made a mistake when they started because they had this this big campaign. They donated a really small percentage, yeah, right, to say that they're going to do it. And they didn't really know what they were going to do with it. And they just made this statement because they kind of thought they'd get away with it, which is great because at least the intention was there. At least it's increasing awareness and at least they're doing something, right? And that's the important thing. It's the follow through, right? It's, it's understanding what they really are going to do about it. And it's up to all of us to hold them to account and in the same way for everything like the, the when you were talking about kind of Tony's or, or Fairphone this whole idea of being on a campaign like all we want to do is create change um, and the same with B Corp like we're a charity you, you don't have to certify as a B Corp but what you do need to do is encourage your businesses to change and ask them more questions and say where's that million pounds going then? And exactly what's the percentage you've given to different charities? And what actually are you, are you campaigning to do? And what does that really look like in different perspectives? And what's your long-term journey on this? Like, if it's more than just an advertising campaign, then prove it. And, yeah. and that's really important because there is this understanding that the brands and businesses, people rely on them and things like that. But actually, we're the ones consuming them. We're the ones buying them. We're the ones who are feeding this. And if we're not willing to make a stand and take that change, then yeah. then who else is going to do it? You know, like it needs to come from so many different touch points, whether it's investors, whether it's the environment, whether it's consumers, whether it's employees. We all have a responsibility. And I think the age it. of conscious consumerism is really among us, especially with, you know, razors, for example, <laughs> the how well Harry's have done with like the more sustainable side of theirs. Like mm. they've grown hugely and that's probably what's forced someone like Gillette to have to start thinking about this because they're losing yeah. their market share to this uh, section of consumers that are actually starting to, you know, yeah. vote with their money, if yeah. you like. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm guessing time will tell, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Time will tell. Let's <laughs> wrap up with maybe what's 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 on the horizon for B Corp next year? Anything we can look for? I read your rap email, um, which is really good, your yeah. your article on twenty nineteen, some amazing yeah. achievements. But yeah. looking forward at twenty twenty, ten years to go to the the big figure of 2030 where everyone's saying yeah. what's on your horizon for next year? Yeah, so we've got um, a couple of really interesting things. One of them is is the SDGs, which is the Sustainable Development Goals, which the UN have listed 17 goals that we need to meet to kind of 
vary from like zero hunger to equality to climate action to sustainable cities, you name it, it's pretty much there, responsible yeah. consumption production. So what we've done is we've partnered with the UNGC and we've mapped those goals to our assessments. So any business who's interested in measuring their, their impact against those SDGs, they're going to be able to do that. So we're launching that at the end of January, wow. um, which is going to be really key. But we'll be doing another really big event. We did a big event in October. Um, kind of, I called it a kind of a TEDx, but this whole idea of yeah. getting people who are really challenging what we believe, whether that's B Corps or whether that's academics, whether that's thought leaders on stage to kind of share their ideas and have conversations that, that matter essentially. So there'll be another really big event like that. Um, yeah, there, there's loads more, loads right. more to come. And for any listeners or anyone here that wants to reach out and get in touch with you and learn more, what's the best yeah. way to do that? Um, so go to our website, bcorporation.uk or you can email hello at bcorporation.uk. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kate. Please give it up for B Corp and pick it up for Kate Salmon. Thank you for coming on Is there any questions on the B Corp stuff any? before we move on? At the back? Uh, yeah, sorry, look, at the back. Um, do you think it's important for governments to get behind this as well? I don't want to get too... We can repeat the question <laughs> as well. They, um, conservatives are, they pledged by 2050, which is a bit of a joy, I think. It's like, what, yeah. if, what do you see there being like a utopia where eventually governments actually do start to get behind it and how far away are we from that? Yeah. Um, so, so kind of the role of governments in, in what we're trying to achieve. And I think that's, that's two different ways to answer that. So I can answer it from a kind of an environmental perspective, but also from this kind of change, this kind of broad economy of change. So one of the things that w we did do is kind of knowing that the election was potentially going to happen is we tried to feed into all of the manifestos around the need that we need to change capitalism. Um, and we were successful with the Lib Dems, the Greens and Labour, um, all, all had elements of what we had said in their, <laughs> in their manifestos, a few shaking heads in the room. Um, what's quite interesting about the, the government that we have now is... Um, well, there's lots of very interesting things about the government that we have now. But one of the things I will call on is in the, the Tories back in 2015 um, called that a mission-led business review. So the Cabinet Office ran this report. Um, and one of their... Um, one of their recommendations was the creation of um, a legal a legal change, which is akin to what we suggested. It was our recommendation. So it's not that the, the government isn't isn't behind this. I think what there is now is a you've got to look at hope, right? And you've got to look at um, what's possible. And the reality is, we need we need legislation change. And we're actually we recently put forward um, uh, kind of a, a proposal, which is changing the legislation requiring that all businesses have to report on their environmental and social impact. So every single business. Um, and that's really important. So, so that's one of our big things that we're going to be um, running with in, in 2020. But we need governments to get behind this. We need them to support it. Um, and that, that's kind of that, that broad change. And legislation comes in that. And you can look at other different levers as well. When it comes to the environment, like businesses need to act and, and you need a carrot and a stick and and you know we all need to be part of that change and and the government need to introduce far more um, work to be able to do that we have a big opportunity so in december next year we have cop 26 so that that conference that happened in madrid is moving to glasgow um, and that's where the, the world is going to be looking at the UK yeah. for what we can deliver and what we're going to be able to do. So that is a huge, a huge opportunity for us um, to work towards that. And we want to kind of build a massive coalition of, of businesses rather than, you know, they're, they're B Corps, but broader than that, to create that change and, and demonstrate leadership. If that's not coming from government, then business is one of the most powerful forces on the planet. Yeah. So how do we build that and create that change and show leadership?
That's really good. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Any more questions? What's the biggest impact you see today from all the work that's been done? Um, so the biggest impact that B Corp has had or the biggest kind of change yeah. that business has had? So, um, yeah, it's a really, it's a hard question, right? Because how could, we can't necessarily say that we are totally responsible for a change that business has had, but I can give you anecdotally some examples of what businesses have done. So um, Cook Foods, which um, is frozen food, um, they have like 90 stores across the UK. They've implemented um, uh, a hiring practice and a scheme to employ people who um, have been in prison or have been homeless. And so they've created this, this whole scheme to ensure that into their kitchens there's a huge opportunity, especially in and around where they're based and sitting born in Kent, that, that people can have seek employment that, that is good quality and something that they can work towards and work up in. Um, or you've got one of the things that we haven't mentioned and just briefly to mm. kind of touch on that is that um, mainstream business, right? This isn't just all about kind of social businesses or anything. So we've got Havas London, big advertising agency. Um, they've surfed And one of the things they started looking at is food waste. Like they just didn't even think about it. So every day they were just chucking all this food away. And now they give it to homeless charities. Um, or you've got kind of the use of plastic. So they had a, they'd actually took out um, plastic within the whole of their the whole of their buildings and not just have us London. Um, and then they got a vote uh, and they put it out to say to the employees, should we have single-use plastic back in the building? And the answer was no. Yeah. And so they've changed that. So there's so there's lots of little changes that happen like that. Um, Which all lead to bigger... They all lead to bigger change and they're all slowly creating that change and every business can do that. So there's loads of stories like that um, that we encourage um, and, and, yeah, lots okay. of opportunities there. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much for giving us your mornings. Yes, thank uh, you. But it's not even just today. Like I know so many, like so so many people have come through across the year, drunk coffees, met, connected with people. So thank you so much for taking the time to come. Yeah, really appreciate it. If you want to be in the WhatsApp group, then just grab me, Nish, or Matt afterwards. We'll add you. It's a little community that we have afterwards. Um, we'll be doing more of these regular meetups, hopefully here at the ministry, and maybe something even with B Corp as a, as, a, as a togetherness one. But yeah, thank you so much again. Cheers. Cheers, team. Yes, people, thanks for blessing us with your ears. Tell us what you think. Keep us in the loop. We'd love to get your stories, questions, and any topics you want us to discuss. Make sure you hit us up and leave a review on the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.